Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Join me for the ultimate team mom deep dive. This is more than just a recap show. I'll scour the internet to bring you all the best drama that MTV didn't air. From police reports to deleted tweets, I've got the details on all the fights, breakups, and arrests of our favorite MTV train wrecks. If you think the moms bring the drama on TV, just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hello, everyone. How are you? I have a confession, apology. I don't know what you would call it off the top. I was really, I had a bad week. I was sick this week. I'm all out of whack. So I didn't watch this episode far enough in advance and realize like how boring it was. I saw a lot of people talking online about it. So I was like, oh, it must have been a good reunion. Like a fucking idiot. Because a reunion on Teen Mom has never fucking been good. I've said this a million kajillion times that it's never been good. But anyway, I waited to the last minute to watch it. So I'm not prepared to discuss anything else. And here we are. So today's probably going to be a short episode. I apologize. I think last week's was about two and a half hours. So I don't apologize that much. But yeah. I will definitely make sure next week to hmm, maybe I'll watch a good throwback episode. I'll quickly recap the reunion and then watch a good throwback episode or just do something better because God, why are Teen Mom reunions so bad? They're so bad. And this episode wasn't enjoyable to watch at all. It wasn't entertaining. It was just annoying. Like, first of all, let's off the top discuss how much I hate the two host format. It's so unnecessary. I'm not sure why they brought Nessa in. I'm wondering if they brought Nessa in to transition Dr. Drew out. Will maybe Nessa be the only one that hosts reunions now? Which like if that's the case, that's fine. I hate reunions anyway. Dr. Drew sucks. Like I don't like Nessa, but whatever. If you actually like Nessa a lot as a person I should clarify, I don't like Nessa as a Teen Mom 2 Teen Mom OG host. But if you want to just bring in, like, a new host, I'm fine with that. But I've really found the two-host format completely unnecessary. Like, when <laughs> when Nessa comes back on the stage for the Devon segment and she goes, well, I wasn't on stage, Dr. Drew. What did she say? I'm like, what? We had to recap what the fuck Bree just said 14 seconds ago? This is... Uh, uh, I don't like it. I just don't like the two-host format. It's unnecessary. If you want to get rid of Dr. Drew, just fucking get rid of Dr. Drew. We already know Nessa. I mean, you did fucking Angela Simmons for Young and Pregnant. Like, who cares? Who cares? So, yeah, I just found it bad. Um... I'm assuming they were going to bring Joe out, but I know Joe had left, like, right after the reunion fight, I remember reading. So, I guess that's the only reason that just Kale came out. I cannot stand an unchecked Kale. Oh, my God. Is there anything more infuriating than Kale being allowed to control a narrative? I'm not sure. Personally, I don't think so. When Kale just, like, does her thing and nobody calls her out on it, God. I just find it so annoying. And Dr. Drew, like, 
of course, didn't call anybody out on anything. Oh, oh, God, it was the worst. So let's just get into it. Uh, So we start out, we see the fight again. I thought that was unnecessary. Um, I mean, I liked seeing it again, but it just felt unnecessary. Because it starts out with Drew unnecessary on the stage, and they're like, this is a reunion, like, unlike any before, which we saw last week. And then we're getting too much repeat, is what I'm saying. And that's another thing I hate about Teen Mom reunions. I don't need, like, season recaps literally ever. Because not that much happens on Teen Mom. Nobody has forgotten a single thing that happened all season. Or really for the last, like, four seasons. Because not that much happens. So there's, like, nothing to forget. So Dr. Drew and Nestor are on stage. And we see the fight. One thing we did get this time is Chelsea runs off stage. I don't think we saw this last time. And we get a little, like, back. Remember, remember back in the 90s when picture-in-picture picture on a TV was, like, a huge deal? And you could have, like, this small box. <laughs> Why was that a thing? I guess if you're changing channels during the commercials. Um, so we get, like, a picture-in-picture picture small box with Chelsea walking off stage. And when she does that, there's, like, a producer, like, with her arm, like, wrapped tight around Chelsea, like, leading her down the hallway, which is so dramatic. By the way, I think Chelsea may have had her baby. Apparently, also, she moved. Her house got posted on Zillow. It is really ugly. Shout out to my girl Stas for pointing out uh, that she's pretty sure it's a prefab house, just like Janelle's. It's so brown. The floors look like shit. It's not, did not like that last house of Chelsea's. I liked it on the outside. So, apparently, they have a new house, which, like, whoop-de-doo for them. On a lot of acreage, so they can have a ton of animals. Here's my question. This is actually, I've already answered in my head. I was going to say, who takes care of these animals? Because I know Chelsea's ass does not take care of farm animals. But then I remember Cole takes care of them. (laughs) Maybe Randy drives over to take care of them. I did see that Randy's lost 40 pounds. So mazel tov to Randy. That's really great. Support him in that. But... Chelsea got a new house. Oh, so Chelsea's being, like, dramatically led backstage. And it's just like, oh, my God. First of all, Chelsea was, like, off stage the minute Brie started screaming. Like, she wasn't anywhere near involved in a fight. It was so silly. Chelsea's such a little drama queen. Um, But that said, like, I don't blame her for leaving the stage. And I don't blame her for being like, fuck this, I'm not staying. And being mad at MTV. But... Just, like, her needing to be, like, led down the hallway. It's just so dramatic. So, now we see Brie and Brittany on stage with Dr. Drew. And Brie kind of explains the situation to Dr. Drew. That she and Kale were in a room earlier. She thought they were just going to sit down and talk. But Kale came clearly ready for a fight. She says her hair was braided back. But, I mean, it, was, it wasn't braided. And that she was in sneakers. And she just knew, like, as soon as she walked in the room... And it's funny because Dr. Drew keeps trying. It's so cl- I One thing I hate, and I understand they do this, like, for TV purposes, but if we're seeing these behind-the-scenes scenes, then I don't like them to do it. I really hate when it's clear Dr. Drew knows exactly what Brianna said to Kale that made her so mad. And he's, like, pretending like he doesn't to get Brie to say it. 
And he's like, so did you say something to Kale to upset her? And Bree's like, she was talking shit about me and, you know, doing her defense thing. And Dr. Drew's like, yeah, yeah, but, like, did you cross a boundary? And Bree, like, is continuously, like, defending herself. And Dr. Drew's like, did you, you know, like, talk about her kids? (laughs) And it's like, Drew, just ask why you said. And this would have been such a better segment if Dr. Drew had been like, hey, Bree. I know that you said on Instagram that Kale gets beat in front of her kids. Do you think that that was a, like, okay thing to tweet? Do you think that crossed the line? Do you see why Kale feels like you were talking about her children? Now, as I explained last week, like, I personally don't think, I don't think Brie was talking about Kale's kids. I absolutely do not think that was, like, her intention. I, as I said, like, I don't think that Brie should have tweeted or commented on Instagram because the intent behind it was that Kale was weak. Nobody's weak for being a victim of domestic abuse. But it wasn't to, like, make fun of Kale and bring her kids into it. Her kids were just, like, part of calling Kale weak. (laughs) Also, I find it very hard to believe that uh, Kale never said shit to Javi about Brianna and Brianna's kids. I just, I find it hard to believe because Kale has an opinion on fucking everything. And you mean to tell me that Kale never sent a text that's like, and you see how Bree is around her kids and I don't want her around my kids because you know how she talks in front of Nova, which is essentially the same thing that Kale, or that Bree said about Kale. So I just, I find it very, very hard to believe that that wasn't the case and that wasn't happening. But it just shows me that, like, Dr. Drew could have easily brought that up and they could have had a much better conversation. And I actually do think that Brie, how do I want to say this? Brie bucks, not bucks, Brie backs down when authority figures push at her. If you'll notice, like, when Dr. Drew, like, pushes and, like, tries to get her to discuss and Brittany can do it with her too, she will, like, fall back and actually listen and, like, calm down a little. And I think if Drew had, like, brought up the t- the Instagram comment and been like, I don't want to talk about what Kale said about you. I just want to talk about this comment and why this was inappropriate. I think they could have had, like, an interesting discussion about it. But <laughs> why would I ever expect a teen mom reunion to have an interesting discussion about anything? Honestly, shame on me. I've been fooled. What season is this? (laughs) Season 9, Part B. So I've been fooled about like 14 times before because the first couple seasons they weren't doing A and B. I've been fooled so many fucking times before. Really, it's shame on me at this point in my life if I'm expecting an interesting conversation to happen on a Team Mom reunion stage. Brie makes it very hard to root for her. I feel very, very annoyed that she will not just admit that it was, like, not okay for her to leave that comment. I keep saying, want to say it was not okay for her to tweet it, but she didn't tweet it. And I wish that Brie, first of all, we also have to remember, Brie is two plus years younger than the Teen Mom 2 girls. Um, Kale is, like, 26, and Brie, I think, just turned 24 type of situation. So Brie is, first of all, less mature than Kale because she is younger than Kale. <laughs> I'm not sure that's actually true, but she's less mature than Kale. But she's not as old as Kale, you know, and she's still in her early 20s as opposed to, like, her mid-20s, like uh, Kale is. And I wish that Brie had been like, that was an inappropriate comment for me to make. And I apologize, but the reality is, it's like, 
Javi showed me all these texts. I saw tweets that she was liking. I saw tweets that she was tweeting. I saw her comments. And I just, like, I got so impulsive and I made a shitty comment. And I wish that I didn't say it, but we did. And Kale has been so aggressive towards me. Like, I haven't even been able to apologize. And that's another thing. I wish she would address... Bree should let... <laughs> Bree should have called me and said, Hey, Liz, do you want to come to New York? And then you can be my mouthpiece and tell Kale and MTV exactly what my issue is. Because here's the thing. If Bree was smart, which I think we mostly know she's not smart, but if she had... I think what kills me about Brie is that not only is she not smart, she also doesn't seem to have a lot of emotional intelligence, and that is a shame. Like, Brittany, I mean, how smart is Brittany? I don't know, but Brittany has a lot of emotional intelligence. She's good at reading people. She's funny. She's quick. She's witty. Brie is just, like, very blah. I don't think she's stupid, and I don't think she's, like, slow. Like, I've literally seen people ask online, like, if she has a developmental delay, which is, like, no, she doesn't. She's just not very smart or clever, which a lot of people aren't. So if Brie had been smart, first of all, she wouldn't have attacked, tried to attack Kale on stage. But we're past that. She would have gotten on stage with Dr. Drew and been like, I went into that room Try, like wanting to settle it we had both been talking a ton of shit online and it was ridiculous we need to move past this and as soon as kale walked in one i could tell she would fight she was ready to fight and two she didn't even try and talk to me because if you guys don't remember like kale walked into the room it was like so why do you think it was okay for you to tweet that once again said tweet it why do you think that was okay for you? And of course, like, you're never going to, if you're ever going to a situation to squash a beef, which, like, thank God I'm 30 years old and I don't have to squash beef with people anymore. Thank God. But you don't ever go in and, like, take such an upper hand that you're, like, sitting on this pedestal and it's like, well, why did you think that was okay? Like, of course you're not going to have a conversation. Of course Bree's instantly going to be defensive. You're aggressive. It's not going to be good. And if if Kale had walked in there and been like, hey, I'm pissed. I, look, I know we've been going back and forth, but I feel like this was so inappropriate. It really crossed the line and, like, it hurt my feelings because it felt like you're bringing my kids into it and calling me a bad mother. Like, it's not true, which, by the way, I've already said, like, the story originated from fucking Kale, but Kale wants to act like she never accused Chris of abusing her, but that's besides the point. If Kale just went in there like a calm, rational, adult person they would have been able to have a talk because I think it was pretty clear that Bree did not want to fight. But Kale, as she later admits, came, Drew says something about flying on a plane, but I thought this was in New York. I think it is, it was in New York. Kale came to New York, which by the way, she didn't fly from Delaware to New York. It would take longer for her to drive to the Philadelphia airport and fly there. Um, Kale came to New York, drove to New York, ready for a fight. It's what she was planning on doing. And, of course, then she's going to come into this room. She's going to, like, bring this aggressive energy with her and nothing's going to get resolved or be okay. And if Brie had any sort of sense, which she does not, she would have got on stage and explained that. Like, I was saying a lot of shit on her online. I just want to be over it. And that's the other thing. Like, they, but it, Kale wants to call Brie an internet thug, which, like, Kale... Just don't use the word thug. 
It's 2018. We've all left the word thug in the past unless you're a racist dog whistler. Um, If she wants to call Kale an internet thug, like, go through and look at Kale's likes. (laughs) She's wild online. She's wild. All she does all day long is tweet talking shit. (laughs) So for her to accuse someone else of that is crazy. And in my opinion, they really came in on an equally bad playing field, basically. If that makes sense. They both just came in like total shitheads. And I really do believe that if Kale wasn't so aggressive, they could have squashed it to at least be civil. But Kale wasn't interested in that. Because if Kale is civil with Brie, she loses a card with MTV. Because here's the thing. Kale's a control freak. Kale needs to be in charge. And Kale wants to be able to say to MTV... Like, you guys owe me this because of this situation you put me in with Brianna. I really do think that that's part of it. And she knew that if she started shit with Brianna, she'd be able to say to MTV, like, this is all your fault. I I have the upper hand now. Now, does she really have the upper hand? No, I'm sure she doesn't. But Kale is very self-centered and egotistical and doesn't get that. So, yeah, I don't, I just, it's just so frustrating watching, like, two of the most, two of the least emotionally intelligent people, like, get on stage and talk about their drama, because neither one of them are being honest, and neither one of them are being accountable, and neither one of them have any sort of, like, real uh, self-awareness and perception of the event, so we're just watching this as an audience and thinking, like, okay, (laughs) like, Sure, you dummies. So, as I said, Britt was also on stage during this. And, oh, wait, I skipped a part. But Drew, oh, no, I didn't. Sorry. Britt is mad. Britt brings up, she's like, you guys, the reality is, is that, like, it's bullshit that you guys are fighting over a guy. And Brie kind of tries to interrupt, like, this isn't over a guy. And, and Brittany's like, no, this is over a guy. You shouldn't be fighting over any guy. And, she also, she called Javi Gavi again, or Javi. She calls him Javi. I wrote it down with a G in my notes, but that's not right. Um, she calls him Javi, and I don't know why she's doing that. <laughs> I guess it's a rub at him, but, like, I don't understand why it's a rub. I think maybe, I thought when she called him Javi earlier in the season, like, it was an inside friendly nickname, but obviously she's not friendly with Javi anymore, so I just thought it was weird that she was like Javi. Obviously, she knows that's not how his name is pronounced. Britt apologized. Britt said she had apologized to Kale for the last year, and then went into this weird explanation that I like was kind of hard for me to follow. She's like, "Well, I apologized for last year to Kale when we were sitting on stage, and then I realized like, no wait, this bitch tried to fight my sister earlier, and I wasn't even there. So like, why the fuck am I apologizing?" And I'm, I was like, "What?" And then Britt explains, like, she had no intention of fighting. The last thing that she wanted to do was fight. She thinks it's bullshit that they're fighting. But the reality is, she said, when I see my sister, no one else matters. And you know what? I like that. I think that is good for her. Good for her. I know people are like, that's bullshit. If my sister was acting a fool, I wouldn't do shit to protect her. And I don't have a sister. But if one of my best friends, one of my best 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 friends was like 
getting into a fight and I didn't agree with them, I would still back them up in the moment. It might then I would do like what Britt did and be like, what the fuck? Uh, Brie keeps telling Dr. Drew that she's over it. And he's like, well, what are you over? And she's like, all this dumbass drama. But she's talking about the show. And she, Brie's like pretending like she's going to quit. And I did say when the reports are coming out that Brie quit after this, that if anybody was going to quit Teen Mom, it would be Brie because Brie is in the most realistic position to quit. She got paid such little money for the first season, the A and B that she was on. She still has a full-time job. She is not, like, Teen Mom isn't entrenched in her life the way it is the other girls. That I could see Brie walking away from it. But, of course, she didn't. And I'm assuming she got a major pay increase this year for her second, third, because technically it's her third season because they count Teen Mom 3 as her first season. She got a major pay increase. So, of course, she came back. But I wouldn't have been surprised if she did walk away after this. Drew asks what it's going to take to end it. And he was like, well, if you leave Teen Mom, like, are you still going to be fighting with Kale? And Bree's like, no. <laughs> Bree says that if Kale didn't try to attack her earlier in the day, that everything would have been fine. And I agree with that. I don't think they would have been friends, but I think that Kale or Bree would have just came on stage and like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, talk shit about her during her segment and then moved on. I, I do agree. I also think some, obviously I know something happened in between when she saw Kale and then coming out on stage. I would kill to know what the producer said to her to get her hyped up like that. They kind of quickly talk about Javi and Brie says they're totally off. They're not talking and Javi already has a new girlfriend. Uh, we find out that Devon is working, but he's not fathering very much. Bree let him live at the house, as we saw on the show. Is And the deal was kind of like, you can live at the house rent-free. I'm saying house, but I mean apartment. You can live at the apartment rent-free on the condition that you help us out and you're a father. But he kind of just slept all day and then played video games, so he moved out. We find out Lewis moved to New York and has no contact with Bree or the baby, but he does pay for daycare. And Drew is like, well, wow, I see why you're so angry. Like, you have a lot to be angry about. And then you remember that Dr. Drew doesn't watch a show and you just don't, he doesn't know, like, how fucked up and crazy Bree's life is. (sighs) And we find out that Bree has no new boyfriend. Dr. Drew says that her next relationship should be with a therapist. And that actually made me laugh and I agreed with it. We get a quick segment with Devon who comes out and his look is, (laughs) he looks good. I liked his outfit and it's just a funny, honestly, Devon is very funny to me. Like he was living his best life at this point. He says he has his own apartment and that he wants to get along with Brie, but they're just not really getting along with Brie. They talk about at Thanksgiving how he was invited, but he found out that Javi and Lewis were going to be there, and he said he didn't want to be one of those hoes up in your house. (laughs) Oh, God. Devon. It was nice to see him. I, like, honestly, I probably shouldn't because he's, like, not a good person, and he, well, he's not a good father, but I do like Devon. And Kale comes out next, and we're going to go to her after a five-second break. (laughs) 
Question. Is there anything worse than Kale acting like a know-it-all? Answer. No. Oh, I can't stand it. This segment was horrendous. It was awful. It was so bad. Kale was like, I wanted, I told her to get up so we could fight in private. Like, bitch, you guys were never going to fight. There was security there. <laughs> oh, if Kale wanted to fight, she would go to Brianna's hotel room and clock her. Or she'd catch her on the street outside. Kale never wanted to fight, and for her to come out and sit all big and bad on the stage, it's just infuriating. It sucks. I just, I really have been hating Kale lately. Like, I have always been someone that's been able to find a lot of sympathy for Kale, and I still do. Her childhood was very hard, and I genuinely feel for that. But she has been unlikable lately. There has been, and I think that's another issue, is that I've always been able to find redeemable factors in Kale's storyline. And lately, I feel like there's been nothing redeemable about her. She's not funny. She doesn't have anything interesting going on. And I think part of that is that we're not seeing her relationship with Chris. And I think if we saw Chris on the show and saw Chris being an asshole to her and could actually see, like, their fights and her emotion during the fight, I would probably still be feeling a lot of sympathy for her. But all we hear is, like, weird random tidbits after the fact about Chris. And obviously, like, that, Kale can't control that. He won't come on the show. But I just... There's... This season was really bad for her, in my opinion. (laughs) At least, I should speak for myself. I did not like to watch Kale this season. I think, now this could be a controversial opinion... I would be fine with Kale leaving the show and having it be Chelsea, Leah, Janelle, and Bray. Is that a hot take? I just find Kale lately so unlikable. There's nobody interesting in her segment. She's not doing anything interesting. And her drama doesn't entertain me. So, Kale says, if you want to be tough, then I'm going to tell you to square up. And it's just like, Oh, Kale, 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 Kale. In like six months, Kale's going to be really have a lot of awareness about this situation because she usually does way after the fact. But right now, ugh, I just can't stand her. And Dr. Drew is like so egging her on in a way that I just found super infuriating. Kale was like, if Brie came to me and me... And her and Javi had a sit down and she never said that shit online. Like, we'd be fine today. And I'm like, except Brie did try to have a sit down when Brie was in Delaware. And this was filmed, I think, in uh, this finale was filmed in May and she was in Delaware in like January. So it's not like that was forever and ever ago that she was in Delaware. Brie tried and Kale told her to go fuck herself. And that's, nobody calls Kale out on shit, and that's what drives me nuts, that Kale's never called out on anything, and when she is, she just cries and walks off stage. So Drew asked if she came to fight, and Kale was like, well, you know, on one hand I did, but on the other hand, like, she's not worth it, she's not worth messing up everything I have to fight, and it's like, messing up what? And she had talked about it a little bit in the last episode, she's like, I might degree, I want a job, et cetera, et cetera, but it's like, Kale... Messing up what? What would really be messed up in Kale's life if her and Brie fought? And Kale theoretically got arrested for it. I don't really think anything. 
I mean, it's good to not want to be arrested. <laughs> but Kale want, never wants us to forget that she managed to graduate from college. Oh. Kale says that Bree has been talking shit, talking shit, talking shit. And she said if it was anybody else, she would have been beat the fuck up by now. Like, if Bree had been talking about anybody else, Bree would have gotten her ass kicked by now. And Kale's like, but because it's me, it's like, Kale, what are you doing? It didn't even make sense. It truly did not make sense what Kale was saying. She came on the stage talking just complete bullshit and nonsense. Dr. Drew was like, well, Kale's always right. Uh, I hated that. We saw a, mo- a quick montage and Kale was like, fake, fake, everyone's fake. <laughs> Which is funny because Kale's probably one of the biggest liars on this show. <laughs> like, Kale cannot tell the truth to save her life. And I do agree with her that Javi is very fake, but so is she. So I'm in a really negative Kale mood today, I think. I want to apologize to all my listeners who are Kale fans. And you know what I will say? Like, I root for Kale, and I am impressed that Kale, like, isn't a homeless drug addict considering her upbringing. But I just want that girl to go to therapy and try and work on herself. That's all I want. So, Kale says that Javi only, that he's a manipulator. And she's like, you guys don't understand. Like, I know Javi Javi is so nice and he's so charming and he gets around you and you forget why you hated him. And I did like that tidbit. I thought that was very interesting. I thought it was very, obviously very true. Uh, I think that's why her and Javi have been like on and off hooking up since this divorce. That Javi knows exactly what to say to Kale. He comes into Kale's house and tells her, you were right. You were always right. I never should have done anything to just like not to listen to you. I always am going to listen to you. And he knows that there's nothing that Kale likes more than being told she's right. So five minutes later, Kale's giving him a blowjob. Like, I'm pretty sure that's what happens. <laughs> he sends her texts, like, gassing her up and being super flattering. And hot. I and that's exactly what Roxanne was saying when she was saying to, like, remember when she was saying to Javi in the hotel room, like, Kale doesn't have a family and you could come in and you could, like, play with Kale and nobody was there to look out for her but we're not gonna let you do that to Brie and Kale got really mad about it and like tweeted some bullshit about how like she has three kids and a degree and what does Brie have which whatever but like that's exactly the point that Roxanne was making is that Roxanne sees how fucking manipulative Javi is and sees how charming and he comes in and he does that smile and he tells you everything you want to hear and you forget all the bullshit that's ever happened and that Roxanne wasn't going to forget the bullshit. And that sometimes, all the time, it's easier for us, like, outsiders to see the bullshit that's happening. And to remind our friends or family, like, y'all remember that bullshit situation? And she wasn't going to let Bree get conned into getting back with him. And it's so funny that Kale is so fucking hard-headed that she says the same exact shit about Javi. And then the minute somebody else says it, she's like taking it as a personal attack. But the reality is, is that Kale got manipulated into being married to Javi and being with Javi forever. Not forever. They were together for like three years and still continuing to sleep with him. Kale says that if she's just mad, she's like, I would never go to Javi's like office and find someone that he like goes to work events with and sleep with them. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. And I do say, like, I do... I hope I've said this on this podcast that 
I agree with Kale that it was very shitty of Javi to get with Brie. I don't really care that Brie got with Javi, but I think it was very shitty of Javi to get with Brie. He has obviously loads of girls that he could choose from. And to choose somebody that is in Kale's world is really shitty. And I get what she's saying, but at the end of the day, it's like you don't have any control of that. And getting so mad the way that she did was so useless. And Kale's like, you know, if Javi and Bree had come to me and said we're thinking about dating, I would have been fine with it. And that's when Drew and Nessa were like, that's bullshit. You would not have been fine with it. And Kale's like, okay, I would have been a little better with it. And it's like, no, you wouldn't. Like, Drew says one thing to interrupt Kale this whole time. He calls her out on one thing. Well, maybe two things. The other thing I'm going to get into in a second. But one thing. Which is, like, the most obvious fucking thing in the world. No matter what, Brie and Javi could have sent each other four texts. And, like, Brie could have been like, hey, I think I might one day get a crush on Javi. And Kale would have been like, go fuck yourself, you cunt. Like, she would not, she wouldn't have been okay with it. So Javi or Kale tells us that with the Florida trip, one thing that we didn't see is that Javi said, I'm going on a boys trip. I'm going to Orlando and then plan to bring another girl who I'm assuming is Lauren because he was dating Lauren last summer. Lauren being his new baby mom. He was dating Lauren last summer and they broke up. And then all of a sudden he was like talking to Brie online for all of us to see. And she had, I guess Kale says that she messaged this girl and was like, you cannot be around my kids. So all of a sudden this girl isn't coming. I wonder if Lauren got those texts and was like, Brie sends these like crazy messages. It's like, how dare you? You think you're going to be my kid's stepmom, but you're not. Like, I can only imagine the messages that Brie sent to this unnamed woman who I'm assuming is Lauren. And they looked at their phone and was like, nah, I'm not doing this with Javi, and was done with it. And Kale's like, and I thought that was bullshit. And Kale's right. Kale's right about that. But the reality is that that's Javi's fault. It's not Bree's fault. So we find out that Kale isn't happy with 50-50, but she understands it. And would it kill Kale to just, like... (laughs) This is also another thing that kills me about Kale, is Kale's one of those people that has to always keep it real, but she's not keeping it real. She's just being a bitch. Shout out to Jessie, who was on my podcast last week, because her and I both, like, deeply identify with this, and we talk about this, like, fairly regularly, that this is something that we've learned as we've grown up, that we used to, both of us used to be, like, what we would call ourselves as, like, truth tellers, and we would, like, constantly state facts to people, and the reality is nobody wanted to hear our facts, and we were just being mean, And it didn't matter if it was the truth. It was hurtful. And both of us have had to learn, like, growing up, that even if it's true doesn't mean it needs to be said. And that's part of the reason why I have this podcast where I just talk shit on teen moms because then I don't have to talk shit on people in my real life. (laughs) But Kale is definitely one of those people that just, like, says wild shit. And then when anybody, like, questions her on it, she's like, I'm just telling the truth. And this is, like, what's going on in this case, in my opinion. Because would it kill Kale to be, like, when they said, well, are you happy about 50-50? And she says, I'm just really happy that Isaac has such a good dad and he gets to spend, like, half of his time with his dad. And I think that's great for Isaac. Does she have to say that? Or does she have to say, I'm not happy about it, but I understand it? (laughs) When she said that throughout the season, 
I don't know. That's, like, another thing that bothers me about Kale is that she's just incapable of, like, softening any delivery, not being so aggressive at all times. Ugh. She also, like, threw in that, because we did find, find out during the season that one of the reasons she was hesitant about the 50-50 was that Joe wasn't, like, doing his part in taking Isaacs to sports. And in my opinion, I thought that meant, like, when Kale had him, he wouldn't, like, go the extra mile and helping, like, drive him around and it was all on Kale, which I, like, agree wouldn't be that fair. But then she said Isaac would go to Joe's house and Joe just, like, wouldn't take him to his activities. And I'm of two minds. One, if that's true, like, that's pretty shitty because Isaac is eight. He needs to learn, like, you have to, like, follow through with your commitments. Those sports cost money to Kale. But I'm wondering if Isaac hates the sports that he's in. <laughs> and Joe, when he goes to Joe's house, Joe doesn't make him go because he hates them. If you guys will remember soccer from like four seasons ago, kick the ball, Isaac! And Kale's like, Isaac is legit five years old. And Kale's screaming on the sideline for him to kick the ball. And Joe and V are like sitting <laughs> far away from them. And, you know, just like in classic soccer folding chairs. And they're both like, well, you know, he's not a soccer star and like laughing about it. And so do not care if Isaac is good at soccer or not. Why Kale's like red faced and huffy on the side of a five year old's soccer game. So when she said that, I was like, wow, that's really shitty that Joe wouldn't just take him to sports. Like I'd be pissed if I was Kale. And then I was like, well, I wonder if Kale's like making him do things that he doesn't want to do. Because let's be real. That's how, uh. That's how Chris, or excuse me, that's how Kale rolls. So we find out that Kale thought it was ridiculous that Chris had filed for visitation, which, I mean, I actually agree with, an emergency visitation. If what Kale is saying is true, then I agree. She said, you know, we had always been on and off. We've been, like, really not great. And he hadn't made any interest in seeing him. And then he files this, like, files papers. And I agree. If Chris genuinely wasn't making, like, any effort to see Lux, and it's ridiculous that he would go and file an emergency visitation hearing. But can we trust Kale? I don't know. So Chris gets four hours a week of supervised visits, but she has a really good relationship with Chris's mom. So, like, during this reunion weekend, Lux was with Chris's mom, and Chris was there with her. So I guess she lets Lux go over to Chris's mom's house, which is good. Um... Kale and Drew then talk about the fact that Javi is a sex and love addict. And, oh, they might have talked about that earlier. Sorry. My uh, notes are a little messy. Um, Kale and Javi. Kale says Javi is a sex and love. Well, she says he's a love addict. And then Drew, like, steps in and is like, oh, so you think he's a sex and love addict? And I don't think Kale understood what Dr. Drew was saying here. I think Kale, when she said this, meant, like, uh, Javi's just addicted to love. Like, it's who he is. I don't think she meant, like, Javi needs to go to SLAW, which is Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous. It's a 12-step program, and it's about people that obviously are addicted to sex and love, and you can, like, go to treatment for it, and it's serious. And, I mean, Javi probably is, does need to go to SLAW, but that's not what Kale meant, clearly. I don't think Kale even knows that's a thing. So I thought it was funny when when Dr. Drew was like, so he needs help for that. He's in it. He's having issues. And Kale's like, 
no, I, I think that's just Javi's personality. And he's like, no, 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 it's not his personality. Like, it's his disease talking or whatever. I don't know if Drew called it a disease. And Kale's like, no, 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 no. I just mean, like, he's addicted to love. Like, that's just who he is. And Drew's like, no, but, like, you know, he's in it right now. And, like, if he got help, like, he'd be better. It was just so funny because they were having two different conversations. What Kale was clearly trying to say is, like, Javi is a person that needs to have a girlfriend. He needs to be in love. That's who he is. It, there's no addiction involved. He's just that type of person. And what Dr. Drew was saying is, like, he has a sex and love addiction and needs to get help. Uh, so Dr. Drew then says that, uh, asks if Kale would get back with Chris. And Chris is like, oh, well, first he asked if Kale would get married again. And she said, no, because I loved Chris so much. And I never want to be in a position again where I'm hurt like I was with Chris. And he's like, so you're still in love with Chris? And she's like, yeah, absolutely. And he's like, so you're a sex and love addict too. <laughs> Which is like, Drew, come on, Kale... Kale's not a sex and love addict. Kale is addicted to chaos and codependency. And those are two different things. Dr. Drew is wild. Dr. Drew will just sit there and, like, throw out the wildest, like, so you're addicted to this? Like, but then offer, like, no follow-up or no solution or no help. (laughs) Oh, oh, Dr. Drew, you're killing me. You're killing me, Dr. Drew. So, Kale says that she would never get back with Chris, although I am pretty sure they're back together right now. She posts a lot of stuff about Chris, a lot of pictures with Chris, and uh, Chris doesn't come around when he and Kale aren't together. At least, that's what it seems like to me. Uh, They talk about Dom, and she's continuing to say that her and Dom are never have sex they never had sex and she says like it really wasn't a relationship we were together for under six months and we didn't have sex so like that's not a relationship and that i agree with except i still do not believe that kale and dom didn't have sex of course they had sex of course they have sex they talk a little bit about janelle and kale says that janelle's a non-factor which like lol of course janelle's a factor kale cannot stop talking about Janelle online. Which, like, duh, none of us can stop talking about Janelle. I don't blame Kale for that. Dr. Drew's like, so you threatened Janelle? And Kale goes, did I? And Drew says that Janelle, uh, or Kale threatened to throw hands with Janelle. Kale's so stupid. And Kale's like, I wasn't threatening her. And then they talk a little bit about how Kale just wants to spend time with Chelsea and Leah, and Brie and Kale can be off by themselves, and her, Chelsea, and Leah can be together. And I'm sitting here thinking, Chelsea and Leah are fucking, they look so bad for aligning themselves with Kale. I hope that they watch this and they're like, yikes. But of course, they're like supporting her on Twitter. It's just, it's a shame. It's a shame that Kale gets like start all of this shit and then be held not accountable for it in the slightest and actually get to come out on top. And if you guys don't know this about me, I'm like, (laughs) this is one of my biggest issues in life. I'm trying really hard to be better about it. I literally have to work on it every day. But I'm kind of obsessed with, like, justice and fairness. And it's such a bad quality because nothing in life is fair or just. So I get enraged watching Kale just, like, run around and nothing ever happens to her. And I know a lot of people feel this way about Janelle. And I used to absolutely feel about this way about Janelle and that's why I got like so obsessed with Janelle for a long time because I felt it was just so unfair but 
the reality is is just like I spent four years of my life like obsessed with Janelle and I just moved on at least as far as like my my just anger that she was not seeing any justice served I don't know why I don't know why I moved on from that and like for some reason I can't access those emotions anymore and nothing Janelle does like really upsets me anymore I don't know what the reason is for that it's not that I like Janelle and it's not that I think that Janelle shouldn't get in trouble for things like she should have been arrested for pulling out that gun like a hundred percent but for some reason, I can't access the anger that used to just, like, pulse inside me at all times that Janelle got away with shit. I don't know why. But right now, I'm feeling it for Kale. And I just hate that Kale gets, like, start all this shit with Brie. And then she still gets to be, like, with the other girls and being, like, the good clique and, like, not be associated with Janelle. And she just wants to do her own thing. And everyone's like, haha, Kale, you're funny. Just bothers me. This is, like, not a great podcast today, guys. I apologize. I will not. Ne- I promise to never again let the internet trick me into thinking a reunion episode was good. I solemnly swear to do that. So Barbara comes out and basically lets us know that Chanel isn't there because David couldn't come and David wouldn't allow her, which I think we all know and agree with. Uh, Barbara says that she tries to text Chanel and be friendly, but Chanel doesn't answer. And this, okay, I think David is the scum of the earth, but Barbara drives me up a fucking wall, too, because it's like, no shit Janelle isn't answering you, Barbara. Like, why would she answer you? Like, you, you're, like, working with Nate to get Kaiser taken away from her. You are calling the police on her, as we find out. Um, like, of of course, of course, Janelle. This is what drives me up a wall about Barbara. Is that like she does things like calls the police for wellness checks and then texts Janelle to like to be friendly with her and see if she wants to grab lunch. And honestly, like I don't think Janelle's in the wrong to not want to be part of that relationship. Now, where Janelle is in the wrong is that she doesn't want to be part of that toxicity. Because her abusive, controlling, awful husband is the one, like, enforcing that. And if David wasn't in the picture, she would actually absolutely be feeding into the bullshit that is Barbara. Because let's be real, Barbara and Janelle are in, like, a never-ending dramatic play that will be going on until one of them dies. And then even afterwards, like, they are never going to stop going back and forth. Uh, Neither one of them is ever going to fully cut contact. It's going to be a mess for the rest of their lives. And... Just this week, Janelle tweeted something like, my mom's getting along with David now. Hashtag took long enough. And people are like, Janelle's lying. She's definitely lying. I'm like, I genuinely don't think she's lying. I think Barbara and Janelle and David are probably, they probably are all getting along today. Because Barbara loves the drama. Like, why would Barbara, if you're Barbara, and if you're a sane, normal person, why would you on one day call the police on Janelle And then the next day, like, text her friendly stuff, expecting an answer. Barbara, and if Barbara really cared about, like, getting better, having a better life for Jace, she would have no contact with Janelle. Except for the bare, bare, bare minimum needed uh, regarding Jace. And I understand Janelle is her daughter. I'm not saying it's, like, easy to cut off your children. I would never suggest that. That it's easy. But, like, missing you with this bullshit that, like, 
Barbara is some good person just trying to keep in touch with Janelle. No, she just like, I think she really misses being able to scream at Janelle and then be best friends with Janelle the next day. I think she really, really misses it. Um, Janelle says that, or Barbara says that she can't handle, oh, that she, Janelle's hurt her horribly. She didn't invite me to the wedding. And it's the same shit. Why would Barbara want to go to the wedding of like somebody that she fucking hates? Never forget when Barbara's friend like laid into her uh, like that to me was a really true example of how Barbara must be in real life that her friends are like shut the fuck up you don't like David of course you're not going to the wedding um Barb said that Jason is doing better he has bad ADHD and that he's on meds and it's helping but that Barbara says that he has ADHD and anger issues because he can't handle all the stuff going on between his mom and David in that he would come home from their house and punch holes in the wall. And once again, it's like, so Barbara plays no no part in this whatsoever. Jason's only with Janelle and David every other week weekend. That's a lot of time he's with Barbara. I just don't believe that she's not part of his problem. Poor Jace has three toxic and upsetting adults in his life. Of course, the stuff with, of course, I 100% believe that Jace is worse when he comes home from uh, David and Janelle's. I absolutely believe that. But I don't think when he's at Barbara's, like, it's a relief for him. And I don't think that that's, like, a healthy situation for him. Um, We also, like, hear once again that Janelle just doesn't give her, give him the meds when he's there, which she, Barbara says she thinks it's a defiance thing, which I think I've talked about on here before, but I agree with Barbara there. I think it's Janelle's way of, like, sticking it to Barbara. Uh. Janelle or Barbara's talking about how awful Janelle is and Drew's like yeah but we've been through a lot with Janelle like we've seen a lot of stuff going on with Janelle and Barbara says this time it's different and I don't know I just I think it's the same as it's always been and it's always been really bad I think for Barbara why it really upsets her is because she's just so cut off from Janelle now and she doesn't get to scream and yell at Janelle because I think the issue is so like Nate hated Barbara too but I think Nate liked fighting with Barbara so they would see her more often (laughs) basically and David I don't think really has any interest in fighting with Barbara so that's why they don't see her to do the fights I don't know I I think Janelle and David will eventually break up then Janelle will get with someone just as bad and it will be Barbara saying this is the worst that's ever happened you know I think it's just in the moment, it's always the worst that's ever happened. We did find out that she's called CPS. She called the sheriff the day after the Florida shooting. Remember, like, Janelle and David were posting about the guns the day of the Parkland shooting. And she tells Dr. Drew about the gun thing. And she's like, Jace was in the front seat. And, like, really emphasize that. And I'm wondering if she doesn't realize that we know that Barbara... Let's Jace ride in the front seat, too. But I guess she just meant, like, this happened and Jace was there. Which is terrifying. I just, I still don't understand how visitations are still going on. What happened? Jin, at On the season finale, this is what sucks about this being filmed so early. It's like, so did Barbara go to court? Like, why is Jace still going to Janelle's every other weekend? Unsupervised. Um, she did say something that was, like, I very much felt for her, that her and Doris have, like, a joke about 
who David's going to kill first and if it's going to be Doris or Barbara. And yeah, that is a scary thought. And it's very scary that David has access to guns. And I just, I genuinely pray that something happens with David. I mean, really, I think the best case scenario for all the children and Janelle and Barbara and Doris would be that David does something that's not violence related towards the family in any way and gets arrested and convicted of a felony and has to give up all his guns and possibly go to prison. I mean, that would, I mean, or that Janelle goes to prison, gets arrested on some sort of felony charge and goes to prison. Although I would like for David to get convicted of a felony so that he just can't own guns ever for the rest of his life. I think that would be a plus great. I'd really be a fan of that. But let's be real. If that happens, Chanel will just find another guy that's just as bad. So really best case scenario is that they both lose custody of all their kids and then they both have to go to prison on felonies. I think that'd be good. Anyway, that's it for this weekend, this weekend, this week. Once again, I apologize. It's like probably the worst feathers in my hair I've ever recorded. I promise I will be back next week. I'll line up a good guest. We'll do a juicy, juicy episode. I love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Have a good week. Bye. This has been an episode of Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Executive producers Molly McAleer and Liz Bentley. Produced by Nicole Matthews. Special thanks to Sarah DiGiovanna for our logo. Head on over to our Patreon page for more rewards. www.patreon.com slash ebpsychos. And come on over to our Facebook page for more discussion.